You're about to listen to a message from Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill that purpose and live that life that God has originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. The Apostle Paul says, the grace was given to me, but what did I do? He says, I labored, I labored more, I labored. There is a laboring in the work of God, and the God who is faithful and just rewards the labor of our love. Praise the Lord. So, so I think that is very key, and, and that, is, that is fundamental, because really, if we take it from the beginning, okay, the gift, there's no person here that, I mean, assuming we're all here now and um, God blesses me, I decide to distribute cash gifts to every one of us, okay? If I give you, if I give you, depending on, you know, give you one million now as a cash gift, okay? And then tomorrow you realize that I need to iron my clothes, okay? And you can iron. What will you do? You know, if I didn't give you that one million, you may hear I need to iron and not iron. So, even the gift cannot be absorbed from the labor. Anybody who knows he received a gift will be compelled to serve. So, that, that is one area that, you know, even me, you know, we need to realign in the teaching. They are all together. There is nowhere you can stop. Anybody who is saved, the Apostle Paul says, when he pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, to reveal his son, that is the foundation of his labor. If you don't appreciate the gift, you cannot press it into the labor. So saying that somebody is saved and does not progress to labor and to serve is that the person has not caught a revelation of his salvation. Because our Lord Jesus Christ's teaching said, ask Simon, it says, if you had a debtor, if there were a debtor, one who owed this amount, 500 and one that was owed, you know, five, and both were forgiven. He said, who will love more? He said, this woman loves more because what? Well, she has been forgiven more. So the gift is the foundation for the labor. If you hear any man who is passionate about God, he never misses the gift of salvation. That's where it begins. Because that he did for you, no man can do for you. So when you sit down and remember where he took you from. We looked at Moses. One of the things you find in Moses in that Hebrews 11 is that the Bible tells us, we can go to that Hebrews 11 and, and look at 22. 22, I don't know if we read 22. 22 says, um, no, sorry. 23. Yes, the next line. It says, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was what? Hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was what? A beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. Now, you can actually trace, the Spirit of God, you can actually trace Moses' difference 
in his dedication to God by the fact that he knew that he should have been dead. That is salvation. When I remember that I am a sinner, it says the wages of sin is what? Death. And I look and the wage that is due me, Christ has paid it. The only natural response is present now your body is a living sacrifice. He said, which is your what? Reasonable service. So the service is as a result of the gratitude. So the truth is this. If you're not laboring, you have to check if you're born again. You can't separate the genuine born again from labor. It's this background that forms because the, Moses, you know, you know, you know, Pharaoh's uh, daughter gave Moses over to the mom to nurse. So this nurse would have been telling Moses the story. And Moses would have seen that he didn't have age mates amongst the Jews. So even when he played with the Egyptians and he had his age mates, he would look amongst the Hebrew and he'll see that everybody in his age, uh, age, uh, what was it called, age grade, was killed. You see, God makes it easy for us to serve him. If not, it will be very difficult. Entitlement mentality is, I mean, is the default situation. But with that, Moses will look around and see that, ah, there are no men. There are no men of the Hebrews my age. And then they'll tell him the story. Everybody was killed. And then the mother will tell him, you were not killed. Why? Because we kept you and we put you. Instead of a crocodile eating you in the Nile, Pharaoh's daughter saw you. He would have started telling him, what, what is it about me? And that is where wisdom begins for the Christian. So you look at yourself, you're prosperous. And you say to yourself, I know I didn't work harder than any other person. That's where gratitude, that's where giving comes from. That's where service comes from. That's where denial, you know, self-denial comes from. That's, that's the foundation. It is that gifting, that beginning, that thing that is free, that now compels us. Because, you see, because of the majesty and the grandeur and the riches of God, we can never do anything for him first. It's impossible. There is nothing that we can do for God first. Everything that we're able to do for God. That's why it says we, are, we love him. Why? Because he first loved us. David said to us, it is out of the abundance which you have given me that we are able to what? offer so willingly. Anything we are going to do for God is out of what he has done for us. So even our labor is when we remember and that's part of what I wanted us to look at tonight. To, to, to see, you know, uh, the, the, uh, Apostle Mike, Michael said, the greatest revelation a man can have on this life is to what? Discover the purpose why he, he was born or why he came. And purpose is not defined by the product. When you bring out this chair, now this chair cannot begin to say, what am I? What are, what, how was I made? Is it? It's not possible. Which is what most times human beings try to do. You know, the product is an after, I mean, the product resulted from the purpose in the mind of the maker. So if you want to know the purpose of a product, you should go to the one who made it. That's why you see some artworks, then the artist will stand and start saying, well, this line that goes there is talking about uh, this. And then you're just agreeing because you were not in the mind of the artist. Meanwhile, when you were seeing it, you were seeing rat. 
Then the artist comes and tells you, this is uh, China. This is Egypt. These are the nations of the world. This is this happening. What is your option? You have to agree because the canvas was plain before the artist started. You understand what I'm saying? So the same way, purpose, you have to go to the maker. So what is the purpose of man? We ask, and it is very clear. Genesis 1.26 says what? Let us make man, what? In our image. So the first thing we learn about man is that man is to what? Replicate God. Is to remind God of himself. Praise the Lord. Let us make man one in our image according to our likeness. Likeness talks about tendency, character, behavior. Okay? Image talks about we're spirit, soul, and body. Okay, let us make a, a being that is like us. Let, let us make a being that has a will, that makes choices, that can rule, that can dominate. Okay, so God said that and settled that that was his intention. And that's how come when he created, you know, uh, um, um, Adam and Eve, he put them in the garden and noticed something. This is a question that I'd ask the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving me the answer now. You know, sometimes, I don't know if you had asked, why did God have to put the, God, uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden? If he didn't put it, if a man does not have the option of disobeying God, then he really doesn't have an option of obeying God. If that tree was not in the garden, then man would not become completely made in the image and likeness of God because God wills. If they take away your ability to will, to choose, then they've taken away your God ability. That's why one of the things you realize that as you mature as a Christian, you give people the right to choose. As a younger Christian, you're compelling people. You're forcing things on people. But as you grow, I mean, can you imagine the Lord Jesus three years plus with Judas and he didn't deal with him? Because Judas had to be free to make his choice. None of us can pass that test. You have a thief. And you know he's going to steal tomorrow. Sack him today. <laughs> then you know he's going to betray you. And you're saying one of you here. And you know he's him or you're not guessing. He's not in the vision of the night. You know him. Do you understand? So, so God needed to create man, or rather, sorry, what, what, what are we saying? The purpose. So the, the tree had to be in the garden, and then they had to put man there. So man was supposed to be in that garden and be able to look at that tree and say, I will not eat it. That is where what the apostle was talking about, overcoming. That is what overcoming is. Overcoming is not that they lock you out. Overcoming is that the situation, that's why many of us here, you pray and you're serious with God and you just want to move deeper in God. And then it's as though that's when the devil visits you with his uncles and, and everybody's coming. You know why? They want to give you the option to prove that you have really overcome. Overcoming is not drive away. He said, Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ prayed to the Father. He said, I do not pray that you take them away. He said, I pray that you do what? Keep them. So the same things will happen. Then you now respond differently. Then you have become a God in that situation. You have now functioned in the image and likeness of God. Praise the Lord. 
So, so purpose is discovered when you go to the maker. So we see God telling us this is what he wanted to do. And we know what happened. Man fell. But our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came and restored man. So in Romans 8.29, we looked at that. You know, that's why what he said, that's what he said. Basically, just is review of all that we've been learning. Okay? And if it, I think that's God's love for you and God's love for us. So that, because that's what we always have when we have guest ministers. There. They just do a summary of what we've been learning. So I know, I think it was a few Wednesdays ago that we said, what is God's purpose? Intention in man for us. What does he say? He said, for whom he foreknew, he also what? Predestined to be what? Conformed to the image that is purpose. So he said, before he began, he said, Pastor Livingstone, I want you to look like my son. Mommy Chi, I want you to look like my son. I want you to look like my son. That's his purpose. So when a man comes into the world, when that revelation comes to him, then automatically he realigns his priorities. Everything in his life changes. That's why the Bible says, he that is in Christ is what? A new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have what? Become new. Why? Because all of a sudden now he sees that he is on a journey. We looked at uh, um, Ephesians 2 also the other time where it says that by grace are we saved not of works. And then it says um, uh, uh, where it says uh, where his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which happen. He prepared. That is purpose. Good works which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in. So God, the Bible is saying that you're like a train. You know, trains don't decide where they run. They, before they set out, the track is for, ready for them. That's what they say here. They say we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared. So there's a track for my life to run. There's a track for your life to run. And what is that track? It is the footsteps of Jesus. If you decide from today, which I want to believe is what we've done from the conference, to walk in the footsteps of Jesus, you'll fulfill everything that we are taught. You, you just walk in it. You see yourself manifesting it. So essentially from the theme, what, what we have from the theme that the Lord gave us is, is that the theme was a theme that was to, 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 you know, quicken us and enable us to be wise. Praise the Lord. To be wise. That's, that's what that theme was. And we thank God that the Holy Spirit, you know, made it clear to us. To be wise. Daniel 12 verse 3, what does it say? It says, those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And what does the Bible talk about wise people? You know, the apostle read there for us Proverbs eleven thirty. Okay? The, 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 the fruit of the righteous is like a tree of life. And then though the part two says what? Those who win souls, they are what? They are wise. And we said, you know, we learned us, I think it was on Friday, that we said that wisdom is not a wisdom of what will happen at the end. It's a wisdom based on what you do now. So our theme is actually an end time theme. We could have said the last days. Or not even the last days, the hereafter. That's what that theme is about. Because everything Daniel was speaking was not speaking for this time. Like we saw from, you know, the, the, I think Friday where, where we read verse 1. He says, at that time. He's not talking about this time. So that's what also, um, Derek, what you're saying. is a perspective theme. He's talking about things 
that will matter. Things, a situation that we are not currently in, but that we can prepare for. So we are pilgrims, we'll make an investment, okay? So, so, so it says, Deuteronomy 32, now 29, our, our Lord speaking to the nation of Israel at that time. He said to them, oh, Deuteronomy 32, 29. It says, 32, 29, not 22, please. 32. It says, oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would do what? Consider their latter end. Consideration of your latter end makes you wise automatically. Automatic. Shortcut to wisdom. Just consider your latter end. I've told you here, when I got into the university, if I just consider that 30 years after, I'll still be remembering and there'll still be a discussion saying the score I left school with, I would have been wiser. Oh, that they were wise, that they would consider their latter end. That's what it is. And that is why now, when the Bible says, he that wins souls is wise. Can, can we put the perspective now? Now look at me. It, it's, it's, someone wrote, I don't know who wrote this. I don't know where I got this from. But I, it says, if you want a one-year return on investment, what should you do? It says, plant grain. If you want a 10-year return on investment, what do you do? Plant a tree or build a business. It says, if you want uh, uh, as long as the earth remains investment, it says, invest in people. Okay? Because truly, if you invest in people, even if they die, their children, you know, that thing will continue. Okay? So that's a, as long as the earth remains. That's why I adjusted it a bit. But if you want an eternal return on investment, what do you invest? You plant Christ in the hearts of men. There's a song that used to minister to me a lot as a young Christian. It says, I'm the one who was saved because you gave. How many of us know that song? You know, it says, I, was, I got to heaven and somebody walked up to me. And said to me, I know you or something like that. You see, that song ministered to me and it helped me form a perspective. That when this life is over and the story is ended, we are going to be in a place where some things you did here will matter then. If you want an eternal result, sorry, eternal return on investment, invest Christ. Nice people are, it's good to be nice. But better than being nice, I have, I have, I have some relations that are, were so nice to me, okay? And one of them, I'm still praying for them to be born again because the only way I can give him value more than what he has given to me is for him to be born again. But you see, being nice to people, it ends on this earth. In, in fact, a man of God, I, I don't know one of these, um, you know, um, very popular men of God, you know, was writing, and he said that if you, if you heal, if you, if you raise a dead man, if you raise a man from the dead and you don't lead him to Christ, he said you have just extended his stay in time but have not helped him for eternity. If somebody at 15 years had um, tuberculosis that should have died at 16 and you heal him with the anointing and he lives to be 100, what have you done for him? 
You have just extended his misery on earth. He lives longer here and still dies without eternity. In essence, what he was trying to say is this. Any good that is done without leading to salvation is a waste. And you know, sometimes it's easier. We have friends that we're just nice to, but we've not opened our mouth to lead them to Christ. And we are nice. And they call us nice, so we get immediate benefit. But you're worried that if you try to talk Christ to the person, he might think you're pushing him, you're forcing him, and all of that. Anyway, in essence, what we're seeing here is that our theme is to prepare us. He that wins souls is what? Wise. Why? Because that is what will count at the end. That's what will count at the end. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 11. Solomon speaking. Solomon was the richest man of, of his time. And you know, from, from what our Lord Jesus Christ said, oh, sorry, from what God said to him, even none greater than him shall arise. So possibly the richest man ever. So Ecclesiastes 2.11, this is what it says. It says, then I looked on all the works that my hands had done and on the labor in which I taught. And what is it? It says, indeed, all was what? Vanity and grasping for the wind. There was no profit under the sun. There is no profit on this side. There is no profit on this side. That's what it's saying. Verse 17 says the same thing. Let's, let's read verse 17 of the same Ecclesiastic 2. Verse 17. It says, therefore, I hated life. This is a man who was calculating and observing and analyzing time. He says, therefore, I hated life because the work that was done under the sun was distressing to me. Why? He said, there is no lasting benefit for all is vanity. And grasping for the wind. Let's see the easy to read version of this. Easy to read version. He said, this made me hate life. It was depressing to think that everything in this life is what? He wasn't a poor man. This was a king. But just like what we see in our times, have you ever wondered why somebody struggles and does everything to become a governor, a senator, a president? And then... Towards the end, he's doing everything again to remain. And you're wondering, in, in, you never believe You know what? Everything here is what? Useless. If they get 10 years, it will still go. After 50 years, it will still go. After 70 years, it will still go. But what is invested in eternity does what? Last forever. So that's why it says those that are wise... They will shine. And those who turn many to righteousness, they shall shine like what? The stars forever. That is what I think. Our theme is to help us to begin to use our moments here to gain value for eternity. That's essentially what it is. And having said this, I just want to ask. I just want to ask. How many of us have done something in this direction since Sunday? You know, the religious spirit is a very strong spirit. You can be having conversation, ah, it was powerful, and not have a benefit from that meeting. 
You can be having conversation and, you know, just thinking all kinds of things. Ah, did you see the shaking? Did you see this? And not have a benefit. We learned here some time ago that our Lord Jesus Christ says, those who hear my word and do it are like those who, or who hear my word and don't do it, like those who built a house on the sand. Then those who hear my word and do it are like those who built on the rock. Hearing gives a perception of benefit that is deceitful. But the Bible says, blessed are the doers of the work. If you have heard, if I have heard and have not gone to do, I have been deceived. It's better off I didn't hear because by hearing, my grade or my examination goes higher. If I didn't hear, my examination is still where it was. Praise the Lord. One of the things I like he shared you know, which was just, you know, very, very interesting. And I'm glad I had it, but even though God had helped me, that's how I minister to people for salvation. Is that preaching salvation to people is not a long story. Jesus Christ, the son of God, what? Came into the world to die for sinners. We are one, I was one. God, he has saved me. He died, was buried, and rose on the third day. Do you believe that? Simple. So he, he, by the spirit of God, he simplified the fear. He demolished that fear. You know, some of us can't go and witness to somebody because you're calculating which, you know, which direction are you going to bring this salmon from? Praise the Lord. But he made it so simple. Christ and him crucified. Do you know Jesus loves you? Do you know who Jesus is? Do you know Jesus is the son of God? Praise the Lord. It was simplified. Now, that simplification is for application. We're not going to write another exam. That exam has been on since Sunday after the service. Praise the Lord. If, because if, if we don't do that, the, the, the spirit of religion will put that in our resource. And the next thing you find yourself, the next time you find yourself processing that statement is when you're having an argument about how they should preach to the laws. Now you teach it better, but you have never done it. Our sister talked about no military man gets a star without going to war. Watch Nigerian military people. They become brigadier generals from doing contracts. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You're talking about American army and all those places. Our own military. Ah. Didn't we have field marshal I mean? Which field did he marshal? <laughs> Hallelujah. So I said I'll ask us the question. And that's why I, I truly hope, you know, the, the spirit of the Lord, don't hinder anybody. That's why I said as, as difficult it may be to manage, to throw the prayer meeting. I thought everybody, what was the number one thing to becoming a star? Prayer. How many of us have taken our prayer to the next level from Sunday? You know, you know, eh, you know, praise the Lord somebody. You know, if this world, eh, the, 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 the way, look, look at this world this way. If this world were filled with friendly matches, you know those matches where they play and exchange a jersey at the end and take picture, there won't be a problem. But by the time the world is coming, the enemy is coming, 
The Bible says, our Lord Jesus Christ telling us the parable of the seed and the sower. It said when the word is sown, what happened? It said immediately the devil comes. Once the word is coming. So as a preacher is preaching, the devil is stealing or waiting to steal. And stealing does not, the, the, the stealing is in such a way that the one he doesn't steal immediately. He creates other situations, reasons and excuses. That's why the, the Bible says, in Hebrews 2 verse 1, let's put it, it's a scripture we should take note of. Very simple, what he's saying is simple. Let's read it everyone, Hebrews 2 1 is on the screen. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest what? We drift away. Hearing gives a false sense of security. In fact, when you finish hearing, automatically your shoulders puff up because you have more knowledge now. But knowledge does not benefit anybody. If you don't obey, if you don't act on what you heard. We must give, we, you must ask yourself, what is that, what is that that I must adjust? What is that area that I must press in? What is that area that I need help? If the only thing you even got after the conference is that you started praying concerning some of the things. You've made progress. But if you didn't, if all you're saying is, did you hear, did you hear, did you hear? Ah. Uh, there's problem there. There's problem. Because the, that, that, the, the, the word that you hear is a sent word. By the time the, the apostle is here and is teaching, the Holy Spirit knows you're here. So he's bringing you a word for deliverance, a word for sanctification, a word for... Pros- he's bringing word that you need to take a step in to bring you into the next thing that he wants to do in your life. If after he brings the word, you don't do anything, there's nothing God cannot do. Sorry, there's nothing God can do. He said, by a prophet, Israel was led into captivity. By a prophet, they were brought out. So the word comes to lead you. Is someone hearing me? So the question is this, what have you done? What are you doing with what you heard? I don't want to talk about, you know, the attendance at the prayer meeting yesterday. But I, I received that. So I said, let me announce this immediately. Because some people will finish hearing, will they wait till next Sunday to know what to do? The hunger has been activated. God's grace has come forward. You must do something. Proverbs 1.5 says, a wise man will hear and will increase learning. A wise man will hear. Excitement in the presence of God is very good. But excitement has not saved anybody. The early church started on the foundation of men and brethren. What shall we do? If you don't ask that question after you come to a meeting, then most likely you just go with a religious feeling. So God has brought the word and I know God is eager to walk in our lives to bring transformation in Jesus' name. So the people asked, you know, still talking about the purpose, maybe we'll go from that direction and then we'll pray. 
So he whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. In John chapter 6 now, let's go to John chapter 6. In John chapter 6, the people came to Jesus from verse 25. And our Lord Jesus said to them, or rather they said to our Lord Jesus, when did you come here? 25, John 6, 25. And our Lord answered them and said, Most assuredly I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. This is just like what we're saying. That feeling of that moment expires. But you see, that moment was created to inspire something else in you. So it says you ate the loaves and were filled. That's why you're seeking me. But I wanted you, in spite of the loaves, to know that there's something deeper. Praise the Lord. Like, like there are some things that should be a, 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 do I call it a border or a matter of meditation to you? Okay? And one of it is this. You should have sensed that this man's level of consecration, he doesn't watch secular movies. Have you bothered about that? I've, 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 I've heard of men of God, you know, who didn't even listen to the news. There was a time I wasn't listening to the news. But in Nigeria today, I listen to news. There was a time I was re- reading newspapers, you know. Then I started reading. Praise the Lord. What sign? What did you pick? That's a guest minister. He didn't make altar call for breakthrough. Eh? We had not had any conversation with him. So it's not as if he knew this is what we want to hear here. Or the type of things we like to hear. But you could sense that the man was free, obedient to the Spirit of God. Now, what that does is this, where, uh, what uh, our brother Max was raising is this. It shouldn't be just him operating like that. Praise the Lord. So he says, don't, 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 get, don't get consumed and satisfied with the bread and loaf. What are the signs you saw? What are the signs? What are the signs? Okay, so our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, said to them, I wish you were seeking me because of the signs. And 27, he went on and said, do not labor for the food which perishes, but the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give to you, will give you, because God the Father has set a seal on him. Still the same thing we're learning. What we are in now is an expiring season. Our time now is a time that is going. I, I read, it was my birthday recently, and um, I read a man, uh, um, a, a friend on Facebook, a, a doctor, a medical doctor, I think he's a pastor, I don't know him personally. And he was saying that God gave him a different perspective on the scripture that says, teach us to number our days that we, we might apply our hearts to wisdom. And he said the new perspective the Lord gave him, which was very interesting, is that God, you know, before we say, I've added another year. He said, now, the Spirit of God said, they have removed another year from the time you have. Eh? Teach us the number of days. Haba, is it not in exam hall while you're writing, the teacher will say 15 minutes more. Then you leave the question you're struggling with and start solving the ones that you know, isn't it? Uh-uh. That's teach us the number of days. Not, I've added 10, hallelujah. No, they, they have removed one year. <laughs> <laughs> 30 minutes left so for some of us it's 70 years left it's 15 years you, we don't know 
But one year has what? Been taken from what was given to you to carry out that assignment. So he says, labor not for the meat that what? Perishes. Labor not. How many souls do you have? How many investments do you have? How many things, you know, he talked about giving also. You see, the, the re, we, we, you know, thank God you said it. I didn't want to say that myself. But what he said is, there's nothing new he said yet. Concerning giving. It's a matter of heart. If the people's heart are with God, they will give to God. If the people's heart are not with God, you're being a 419 preacher by making them give where their heart is not. Because where your treasure is, what? There your heart will be also. And if your treasure comes in and your heart doesn't come in, you don't benefit. And it shouldn't be that, you know, anybody should make you not benefit. So we walk on the heart. We're walking on the heart. Okay? It says, do not labor for the food that perishes. There's food that perishes, sir. There's food that perishes, man. Just like we saw the wise man Solomon speak. All this is useless. He said he did not, everything he imagined, he created. His architects and engineers must have been in trouble. Solomon will sit down and think of a building that has a shape. They'll produce it. I think that might be the spirit operating in Dubai. Anything he imagines, they have to bring it out. And then he'll look at it. When it's done, he finds no pleasure in it. It's a vanity. So he said, do not labor for the meat that perishes. But there is a food that endures to everlasting life. That's what this conference is about. Those who turn men to righteousness. In fact, I think that our text, the, the Hebrew, uh, uh, Daniel 12, 3, talks about two dimensions. The first dimension, those that are wise shall shine, are those who win souls. The second one of turning many to righteousness is now working on those that are in the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Because you see, you don't know how many people are watching you to see the way you're living this your Christian life. You don't know how many people you're either encouraging or discouraging. I don't know about you, but there are persons that lives, their lives are that Dr. Corners. Oh no, I, I don't know what the enemy will do to me as long as I have him ahead. Because I've seen his life and I'm charged on. You don't know who God has kept watching you. Who would have been discouraged? Who is going through difficult times and wants to faint, but they see you. They hear your testimony. They hear your story. You know, they observe you and then they're pushed on. Those that are thinking this thing is impossible. And then they come close to you and they say, Abba, this man is leaving this thing. No, this sister is leaving this thing. Praise the Lord. You don't know who they have set you as an example before. You see, the, 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 the assignment we are carrying is too big. Praise the Lord. It is not about making someone, you know, cross from uh, Maitama to, uh, fr sorry, from uh, Pape to Maitama. No. He's talking about people being a, the reason somebody will make it to heaven. The reason a family, a marriage will remain together. They are just watching you. They look at your marriage. They come close to you. Being the reason why they can walk in that office and not steal. Because they come in and they see that somebody in this office is different. Those that turn many to righteousness. Righteousness is not easy. I thank God for this, you know, Apostle Mike. 
Because, I mean, the Holy Spirit just made sure he did a thorough job. You know when he began? The people who are still in class one were shouting. But when he started going into the world, you know, the, the, the Bible says, let no man deceive you. He that does not practice righteousness is not righteous. Did he say he that didn't receive the gift? The gift is to enable you to practice. So if you're not practicing, then you're telling us you didn't receive the gift. We said that God will not ask you to do anything he hasn't given to you, isn't it? So he gives us the gift of righteousness and then tells us to practice righteousness. So if I come and tell you because you have been given the gift, you don't need to practice it. I'm lying to you. Praise the Lord. So, 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 so we have been given the gift and there's a necessity to practice it. Why? Because people are looking. I've told us here, someone like me, eh? There is an environment I would have come in as a Christian. I'll be a year, year Christian. Because I can observe. I can look. I can know when somebody is doing well. So if I came in into an environment, you know, where the pastor says, yeah, I don't mind them. And then does something else. That's how I would have continued. But when I came in, all of them were doing it well. I had no choice. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I had no choice. I had no choice. I've told us here recently, I think not, not, not too recently. Why the, one of the reasons why we didn't get uh, police uh, armed security to guard the church at the height of the Boko Haram is that me now, I'm not talking about another person and I'm not, you know, telling, saying anybody should do otherwise. As an unbeliever, if I came to church and saw them using police to guard them when they're worshipping, I would laugh. Because nightclub, I don't think they have police security So I said no. I said no. I mean, <laughs> do you understand? So there, there are choices you make. And by those choices, heaven can beam the such light on you and tell a younger Christian, look at her. So the, the battles, a lot of us are fighting battles. A lot of us are going through situations that are beyond us. It's for a testimony. That's why the Bible is talking about the heroes of faith. It said by these, the elders obtained what? They are no longer here, but their story is still charging us up. That's what it is. Your story is for somebody. So the pain and the denial and the things that you're going through is beyond you. Heaven has chosen you to be somebody that will lead many to righteousness. Strengthen many in righteousness. Praise the Lord somebody. Anyway, so our Lord Jesus Christ said to them, this is it, okay? You can labor for the meat that perishes, but I advise you, labor for that which endures to everlasting life, okay? And then they said to him, okay, verse 28, what shall we do that we may walk the works of God? This is where I want to conclude. Verse 29, let's read it. Jesus answered and said to them, this is the word, the work of God, that what will happen? That you believe in him whom he... Do you know that if you make it your goal, every second... Just pray in, you know, inwardly. However, Jesus, I believe in you. And begin to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you who Jesus is. You will transform your Christianity. Everything they are talking about is in believing Jesus. Let, let me tell you. Winning souls. Jesus left heaven. If I live here and go to a village to preach the gospel, I've left land. To another land. 
if I cross sea, eh, I left earth to earth. He came from heaven. <laughs> if I'm preaching the gospel to somebody, freely I have received. Freely I'm what? I'm giving, Abby. Now, the Jesus that came to save me, what did he receive? The Bible says, for we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. For though he was what? Rich for our sake. And I've said that the rich they're talking about is not gold. Because in heaven, gold is that. The rich they're talking about is his glory. The angels that would have followed him down to earth would have driven away all occupants of earth. If Jesus entered the earth in his glory, there will be no earth. Do you understand? The glory he would have landed with. You know how you're driving in Abuja? You say ah, there are heads of state around. You're seeing different security. And all. If Jesus landed here with 1% of his glory, there will be no earth. That's why he said to the father, father, he said, restore to me the glory that I have. It was that glory he took away. That's what he left. He's not talking about buildings. The buildings saw, uh, uh, sorry, sorry uh, um, Esau and uh, the, the Edomites were building kingdoms before he came. So it's not about that. Garden of Eden had gold before he came. It's not the riches that we are talking about. It is his glory. It is the respect that he had. If he came with his glory, there is a way jo, uh, 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 um, his mother, Mary, will try and rob him. They will just destroy her. I say, do you know who he is? <laughs> do you understand what I'm talking about? He had to warn them. Here, this place I'm coming. Don't come near. <laughs> you understand? So if he left all that to come for me, what will I do for another person? They'll be, they'll be asking for too much. Do you believe in him? That's why, you know, the gospel is so clear. Believe that the son of God. That's why that, that part is important. That Jesus is who? The son of God. So the next one, what did he do? He died for me. That's why the apostle Paul can write, if we believe he died for us, then what happened? All died. That those who live should no longer what? Live for themselves, but live for... These things are... So as you pray these things, the Lord will be ministering different directions. Different dimensions. You'll find out the Christian life is actually very simple. Let's rise up as we pray. Let's rise up as we pray. And what are we praying? We are praying, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Let me believe in you. 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 Let me, let me in the secret of my heart, believe in Jesus. Let me believe that he was smitten. He was reviled but did not revile in return. Let me believe that he took upon his body the stripes for my healing. So what can't I go, what won't I permit that another person be strengthened and be established? Let me believe. Do you know the Bible says even now our Lord Jesus is making intercessions for me. After he finished the work, he didn't go and start resting. He's making prayers for me. He's saying, don't faint. He's saying, don't miss it. He's saying, don't miss it. 
He's praying for us. He's praying for you, my sister. He says, I know. Do you know what Jesus said to Paul? Sorry, the the soul of Tarsus before he became Paul. He said, why are you persecuting me? Jesus is saying to Saul, everything you do against that child, everything you do against that young man, everything you do against my church, do you know is hurting me personally? Lord, let me believe in you. Let me believe in you. Help me, Lord. Jesus, you are the son of God. This is who you are. This is what you came to do. And this is what you have committed into my hands. Give me faith of the Son of God. That's what the Bible says. He said, now we have the faith of the Son of God. Give me faith in the Son of God. Give me faith of the Son of God. Give me faith like the Son of God. Help me, O Lord. Increase our faith. Increase our faith. This is the work of God. That as a church... As a people, we will believe in you. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. Lord, tonight help me to continually see the joy, to continually hear you saying to me, well done. Let me see you. Set my eyes on you, Lord. Let me set my gaze on you. Help me, Lord. 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 Moses, the Bible said, was able to do what he did because he could see the invisible. He endured as the one who could see the invisible. Jesus, let my eyes see you. Let my eyes see you. When a brother is hurting, let my eyes see you. When I face difficulties, let my eyes see you. When, oh Lord, I'm in pleasure, let my eyes see you, oh Lord. When I am undecided, let my eyes see you, oh Lord. When the world, the weight of the world is upon my shoulders, let my eyes see you. Jesus, Lord, I want to believe in you that your works might be worked in me. Help us, oh Lord, as a church. Help us as a people, oh Lord. We thank you, oh Lord. For indeed your word has come to us. Stars forever. And so it shall be, O Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's begin to thank him. Because he has heard us. And we do for us much more than we could ask or imagine. For in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You have been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, off Bannock's Guarampa Expressway, near next Cash and Carry, Abuja, 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070-31588. You can also find us online on our website, www.thefatherschurchonline.org. Facebook, facebook.com slash thefatherschurch. Our Twitter handle, at tfatherschurch. Also on Instagram, thefatherchurch. God bless you.